back to another episode of the Jerks in the Fourth Row podcast. That music in the intro can only mean one thing, that it's spooky Halloween season, and the Jerks are back with their patented spooky episode. Join with me is my ghoulish brother from Goffstown, homie. What's going on? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's getting all spooky up in here. Fall is in full form around here, and, and Halloween... It's not that cold this year, so it, like the Halloween season kind of snuck up on us this year. Yeah, it did. Plus uh, the fact that you got married uh, was uh, it yeah. last, was it last week or the week before. Like that, That's kind of a big deal as well. I think this is our first podcast since then. So. Yeah, we took a little uh, vacation, or not necessarily a honeymoon, but just some time to just kind of enjoy and celebrate You know what was probably the best day of my life, so... Forgive us for not having an episode or two recently. We have plenty of content to get to in the Halloween season. So, uh, Doc, do we want to just jump right into it? Yeah, I mean, most importantly, she said yes. So the scariest part of your life, <laughs> like that, that's the most important thing. So whatever scary uh, thoughts you had in your head, I mean, nothing can compare to that. Yeah, the only thing but that was really scary about that day is that you married us that day. So the fact, I never thought growing up that... I would have my brother right next to me. Not, I, I always assumed you'd be next to me as my best man, but never as like the pastor. So that was that was pretty scary, but it went off without a hitch, and you were awesome, man. So appreciate everything you did for us. They're scary. There's a bridge right there, too. So I, if I had to jump, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm glad you kept your balance. Um, so today, Dog and I were going to uh, kind of run through the the original idea for this one was to just kind of list down of our top five favorite Halloween songs. As we kind of collaborated on this together, we found that it was a little bit more obvious than we than we thought. There's not a ton of Halloween music out there, or there is a ton of Halloween music out there, and we'll get to all of that. But as far as our favorites, we were agreeing on everything and thought that our listening public would also agree on, every, on on most of the choices that we had. So what we did is we agreed on the first four, and then the fifth one, we're going to kind of debate what our favorite fifth one was, because that was the only one that we couldn't agree on. Um, so, Doc, what do you want to do? Do you want to go, let's, let's go one through five. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like, all right, if you were to ask, you know, any, what, nine out of ten people would say, you know, name three songs that associate with Halloween. It'd be Thriller, Michael Jackson, Monster Mash, and Ghostbusters, the it, Ghostbusters. Song. Okay, so I would have them in a little bit of a different order. I'd go Thriller. Thrill, Dog and I were just listening to this in the pre, in the pre-warm-up at Thriller. It's just a, it might be one of my top 10 favorite songs of all time. Just, I don't know if it's because I'm in the Halloween spirit or whatever, but this song bumps. Like it's. No, it's, it's so funky and it's like, uh, it's, I, li- I just listened to the whole thing all the way through and it really like, it's like, there's so much going on. So it evokes so much imagery too, which is something that we're going to get into in a little bit um, when we're talking about. You know, all right, so we're talking about Halloween music, you know, for our top, like, we just threw out those three, but we're also going to get into almost Halloween music as a genre, um, so... Yeah, so it, let's not get ahead of ourselves, let's go through the top five here, and then we can kind of talk about how uh, Halloween music has kind of creeped into almost the everyday, especially in different time frames of, of music and genres and stuff. So, again, number one, Thriller, I mean, it's got it all. It's got the music video that accompanies it. It's Michael Jackson in his absolute prime. 
I mean, the, the red leather. How many oh, yeah. times at Halloween parties are you seeing the zombie Michael Jackson with the red? Anyone who owns a red leather uh, jacket is. But it's is, so good. Like, this was one of the first. I think this was before MTV existed. And it was like a, a, a big happening when this, this video came out, this music video, because it was this high production. Uh, there was so much. Um, uh, choreography and uh, makeup and storyline as well. So he's walking with his team, his high school girlfriend and uh, they're, uh, you know, you know, just two teenagers walking and all of a sudden the full moon come, comes out and he, you know, come, goes into, what is it? He's, yeah, he's, he's like a zombie. A zombie yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh. yeah, the full moon changes him so it's like a werewolf thing, but he looks more like a zombie and he's got a bunch of, all of his backup dancers are zombies or being raised from the dead, so... I, it, it's like every scary, it's like every classic scary movie all cooked into one with the best theme song of all time. Like it's, it's just, it's there. I don't think that there's any debate that it's number one, but. So yeah, it's, it's, it's the storyline, you know, moves everything along, but the, the, the choreography, the makeup, everything that it is, is, is solidified in my head. So when I just listen to that song, I can basically picture the entire video mm -hmm. in my head. Yeah. And the, the dance moves of like the claws moving back and forth to either side yeah. is is classic. Yeah, it's 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 probably the besides maybe like the mummy or like the Egyptian, it's the dance you know Halloween dance move to the the thriller. You ever see the movie 13 going on 30 with uh, Jennifer no. Garner? Anyways, they, they just redo it in that movie and I know in a bunch of others. Like it's just one of those things where you don't even have to play the music. If you see them doing the, the choreography to the song, you can almost recognize it without the, without the music. So just, the, but the song in itself, so talking about evoking imagery, it's got so many like creepy, like demon sounds like and I'm like, there's the guy who who's reading the, you know, the foul stenches in the air, the right. funk of forty thousand years. Like it's the, the perfect like echo on his voice and his laugh is so everything about the song. I mean, you don't you don't even need the video. Uh, the video just sets it on fire, which is why it's number one. Mm -hmm. um, but the song in itself, really, there's there's so all right. So it opens up with. Um, um, a werewolf or a wolf howling at the moon and the creaking of a door and it's like okay like yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is halloween i want like, i wonder like if that all existed because you and i i don't think we're alive when this move when this song came out i wonder right. if like all that stuff was just already incorporated with halloween before that or if like those if if they were like recycling stuff that they've used, that they've heard before, or if that was the beginning of like those kind of noises and like effects or whatever, but I like. Well, I, I mean, in in popular music, I I don't know if it'd been used really before, 
So I, I personally, once we get through our top five, I put like kind of a list together of how Halloween has merged into uh, popular music, but we, we won't get there yet. Michael Jackson's, of course, you know, this, this in Thriller is, is a huge part of it. Um, uh, not only the song, but the album is, is probably top 10 albums, top five albums of all time, something like yeah. that, and selling. Um, but anyways... Getting on, we we got to keep moving here. Yeah, so yeah. So we you mentioned the other two. I I think we can kind of bang these out at the same time. The ghost. uh, I had number two being the Ghostbusters, Ray Parker Jr.'s uh, theme to the Ghostbusters song. I I kind of I think we were talking about this in another pod. I kind of go back and forth whether this is a Halloween song or not, but it is a Halloween like any Halloween track. It's it's on there. I think it's just more of a soundtrack to a movie about ghosts, but. I think it's scary enough or whatever, like the, the movie's scary enough where you can... I think last year we decided that Ghostbusters is a Halloween movie. Uh, yeah. and, and, oh, the, definitely. and this one bangs too, at least for me, like the... the <laughs> that, that part, like, that, that part is... I don't know. Yeah, I, but it, and I it's also much like the thriller, it's the guy... I'm afraid of no Like, that's... Alright, so... What some of this podcast was inspired by when we were growing up, we were in an elementary school. We'd always had this day in gym class where we'd have an obstacle course set up and they'd play like four songs. So, and it was always, this was always in it. Yeah. And it always, it puts your head. So that's essentially where my head was at, just informing you all. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily have that. I think this movie came out when I was in school. So I don't know if like this song actually came to popular culture until like, after but i but i i know what you're saying i remember that they would play these hokey halloween songs or like the same ones over and over and over like in a in class and you'd have to like yeah right go around and they, they, they'd spook out they'd spook out the gymnasium they'd spook out the calf or whatever and yeah it was always yeah, being, but being born in 90 it's possible that i heard the song before i saw the movie because True. there's some adult content so it's it's more likely that i heard it first yeah um but following up with that, another, you know, and when, what that makes me think of being a kid is, is Monster Mash. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's so goofy and it's, you know, it's, I, I, I'm surprised you didn't have this as number one. I mean, what? just because Over it's, Thriller? Over, no way. No way. I mean. Well, I mean, just as a Halloween song because Thriller has layer like we can, I can listen to Thriller throughout the year. Whereas, you know, Monster Mash is just, is for Halloween specifically. Not yeah, it's really but it's hokey. It's really hokey, though. Right, but in, in terms of like top Halloween songs, I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I think I had Thriller at number one too, just because of it's my favorite. But I'm just saying, as Halloween songs go, this is the Halloween. Sure, like, it was made for Halloween. Yes, like, agreed with that. For so, sure. So I mean, yeah. So it's really goofy and hokey, which I think is is uh, an important part of Halloween too. Um, that it's, you know, doesn't take itself all that seriously. Like, I, Thriller's straight up scary. Like, when I'm hearing that shit, it's straight up spooky. Mm-hmm. Like, that's scary stuff. And then some of the Halloween genre that we'll get into in a little bit is, is, is really dark, scarier stuff. Whereas, you know, this just keeps it, you know, in, in the spirit of Halloween, just fun and light. Yeah. Easy going, which does lead us into our next one. I, which, I picture Herman Munster singing the song the entire time. Like... Right, yeah, or like Frankenstein, like there's like a group of them, right, yeah. Yeah. Like, the Muppets could probably do it pretty well. Um, so this next one, I think, is where we started to, you know, debate whether what should be in our top five, uh, and this is our the fourth one that we chose, 
And it's actually got a couple of renditions. It's it's the song I Put a Spell on You, originally by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Um, but it, there's def, there's been a, a number of different iterations, and, and we see it in um, the movie Hocus Pocus as well. Who sings it in Hocus Pocus? Uh, Bette Midler or... Uh, um, Meryl Streep? Or is it Bette? Oh, it's Bette Midler. You're it's right. Bette Midler, yeah. But <clears throat> as I was researching this, there's... A <clears throat> Excuse me, someone put a spell on my voice then, just as I was talking. But uh, the... The... That's just stupid. The, 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 my, favorite, my favorite rendition of I Put a Spell on You is from CCR. Do you, have, do you have a favorite? No, well, it definitely makes me think of Hocus Pocus. So that's the... You know, going back to associations, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit where... Some songs have been played in movies that I grew up watching around Halloween. So they, you know, they may not be Halloween songs, but because of, you know, either the movies we saw them in or the time of year they came out or whatever, yeah. there's an association with it, which uh, again, for Hocus Pocus, you know, that's, that's, that's the connection I make. There's actually within Hocus Pocus, there's a song that I came across in my research. Uh, Come little children. Like it's the Sarah Jessica Parker one. Do you know can you picture that? Of course. The only movie where Sarah Jessica Parker's been any anything like even a little bit attractive, that's the movie. So I do remember yeah. that. In my formative years, we'll just put it that way. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, yeah, that confused <laughs> me as a kid. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was just again, just a really creepy song that for me when I was watching that as a kid gave me straight up goosebumps. Um, but that, again, going back to movies and associations, I put a spell on youth, Hocus Pocus for me. All right. Um, other renditions were Annie Lennox, Nina Simone, and then obviously the original, like I said before, Screaming Jay Hawkins. CCR is my, is my vote. I had a lot of fun listening to that song a couple times, actually, when we were doing research to this. All right. Now, we're coming to the fifth uh, and final selection here. Um, originally, I just floated out to Tim the Halloween theme song with, the, with Michael Myers, I think we both agreed that it was more of a jingle than a song, but that one always gets me in the Halloween mood, but we couldn't agree on number five. So, Doug, uh, I guess I'll go first. I, You know what? I'm, I'm going to say my number five is the Phantom of the Opera theme song. I think we, you can agree that that actually is a song, even though it's a theme to a, to a, a musical. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I think Laura texted us this morning that she was listening to All I Ask of You and like, I don't know. I just I've always, that's just been my favorite. Like I'm not a big musical guy by any means, but that has always been my favorite. And there's definitely something haunting about the organ that leads into that new that uh, Phantom of the Opera theme song. So that's where I'm going with my fifth. Yeah, I I mean no, it's certainly spooky, but I don't know if Halloween song. I don't know. You know, it's. It's certainly spooky, but I wouldn't say it's a Halloween song. So I mean, I would. What would you classify that song as then? Like a show tune? Like yeah, yeah, it's a theatrical show tune. I mean, just because it's dark and macabre doesn't mean it's like, like <laughs> it doesn't mean it's Halloween necessarily. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand. Could, could, it's all right, can I give you this? If you played that at a Halloween party, would anyone bat an eye? No, but that's just because they'd be reaching. Um, but anyways. <laughs> Speaking of reaching, my fifth one. Yeah, I can't wait to hear <laughs> I, what this one is and shit all over it now, too. Right. Yeah, please do. So, by the artist Rockwell, Somebody's Watching Me. I always be like somebody's watching me. Yeah, yeah, that came up in my... I, I can't shit on that too bad. Other than 
the, when I think about that song, I think about the old Geico commercial. Remember with the stack of money with the eyeballs on it at all? Yeah, yeah. I, I For me, I, I watched all those VH1. Like, I love the 80s. Mm. and But also, you know, it's, again, it's just classic, like, creepy music. It's inherently creepy. All right. So I like so and I like that track too. I, I really like that song. I'm not gonna. I'll wait. I'll wait till later in our debates the, to shit on you. But, but that, that one's but I all don't right. have. I don't have like this great backup for it, which is why our fifth one like really opened up this idea of like the Halloween genre or like how Halloween. You know, it goes beyond just like those classic ones because I mean we have artists like when growing up for me I think as we all know. Marilyn Manson was a big one. Marilyn Manson and his original band, The Spooky Kids, is obviously influenced by Halloween. And then Rob Zombie, right. Mike Milagrano. We, we uh, interviewed last year for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Milagrano and I covered pretty decently some Rob Zombie. So I think anyways, that, that can kind of get us into our next topic, like right. So there's this, there's an element of like scary, so, like rockers in particular seems to be hard rock. That kind of get into like this borderline gothic scary theme that they associate with their music videos into their songs. And I, I don't know if it's the songs that are necessarily scary or like the sounds or if I just remember like the Marilyn, like you said, Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson videos that just like clearly what they're going for is to disturb you. And yeah, like, no, it's 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 all about it's shock rock. Um, I pers- There's some great songwriting within it, which is why I personally still listen to a lot of it um but anyways no you're absolutely right in terms of the like so marilyn manson the perfect song to describe this is called antichrist superstar <laughs> and it's and it's uh yeah uh, and so anyways but the the video is like him on top of this big podium and the the song is so essentially it is it evokes like the idea of a march first, like a big army marching, and then the call and response to that is like, definitely like uh, you know. Uh, it just a, yeah, it's like it's like they're having like a, a antichrist seance or like a brood or exactly. whatever. Like so, so, it's not only the visual stuff, but it's also the way that the music is structured too. It's totally, it's made to you know make you feel. Scared. That darkness, right. essentially, yeah. Right. With your wish in hell, I didn't have to sell you. You threw your money in the missing well. You do just what they tell you. I can't remember, like, and I didn't, I should have done the research, did all, any of these things come out around Halloween? Like, was it meant to, like, be a Halloween theme and then they just sparked their career like this? Or was this just something to, like, scare suburban mothers? In? No, so, no, they definitely was their full shtick. Like, I'm sure I've seen, actually, when I first saw Marilyn Manson, you know, it was in, like, December. Pretty sure, actually, I remember. Um, and uh, no, it's 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 their shtick, and, and it leads back to I, I did some some internal research in my head to think where does this come from. So uh, I went back. I'm like, okay, in the '80s, you know, we had uh, you know before Marilyn Manson and um, before you know the shock rock of the '90s, um, we had uh, Kiss, Kiss, and we had. Yeah. 
We had Alice Cooper, which was even further back. Um, a- but even so, would I, you put I AC? Even, would you put ACDC in there too? I mean, there was a, there was a dark theme to their music, you know. Sure, sure, and they kind of had the costume, like Angus had the costume. Hell's, or whatever, the Hell's bells. Yeah, I mean, they, so there's an inherent mix of uh, like dark um, subject matter and metal music, and I think that reverts even further back to past Alice Cooper and past um, uh, like Iggy Pop and all them going in, go, going back to Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath. The, oh yeah, so, yeah. So Black Sabbath really is kind of where the emergence of theatricality, dark theatricality and music come together. Um, before that, you know, and at the same time we had David Bowie who was extremely theatrical, but what had multiple um, characters within his personalities. He had Ziggy Stardust, Aladdin Sane, the White Duke. He had all these different characters, which I think added to it. And he, it. But then even before that, we had the Beatles doing Magical Mystery Tour and dressing up like yeah. they're... That's so it's costumes, essentially, yeah. it's the emergence of theatricality and music and being able to like show, have imagery going along with your music. But anyways... Sabbath musically is really like the the root to all I, of I the like Halloween's. That. That's that's got to be yeah. I agree. I think that that's probably the earliest and most obvious answer and most popular you know origin of of that whole movement for sure. The guy bit, the guy bit, a, was the, bit the head off a bat. <laughs> Guys, he was insane. he the self self proclaimed prince of darkness mm. like. You know, he, so, and they also, so Sabbath played this chord that was outlawed and like King, I, I, some, like he's either, a, a chord progression was outlawed like back in medieval times and hadn't been played in England until Black Sabbath. And like that was whole, their whole shtick. But anyways, again, it influenced people like uh, uh, Kiss and, um, uh, you know, even even the punk wave of the Misfits and um, uh, the the Smiths, which is more of this new wave stuff that influenced again going into the '90s. What we're talking about, Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. Yeah, I, I think there's one more stop along the way, and, and see if you see if you agree with me. Would you consider Meatloaf someone to be like a Halloween theatrical? Because he was always like oh, down in a down in like a dungeon with like I don't know. He had "Bad Out of Hell" was the name of his was name of one of his tracks. Like this, this he didn't look like if you were to just listen to the lyrics, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy's talking about some spooky shit." And then you'd see him perform, and it was kind of like your I don't know. It was kind of like your crazy uncle uh, running around the yeah. basement. It was never that scary, but I think that's what he was going for. No, I love it, and uh, I, I think that's a that's a great that's a great thing you you bring up there because. He, uh, you know, the videos before MTV where he was, yeah, he almost channeled uh, Christopher Lloyd Webber in the Phantom of the Opera. Like, wait, Andrew, I'm pretty Andrew, sure in a couple of Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber, excuse me. Um, and uh, it definitely, cha- you know, channeled him in some of his videos. It was all very theatrical and big. I wouldn't consider it Halloween-y, but definitely in, in the mix. And you know who was also in the mix too, dog, who we got to, Mentioned because uh, from New Hampshire is Ronnie James Dio. Go on. So he, uh, Ronnie James Dio, was the the guy who invented the devil horn signs for rock and roll, and he was all about like he's, he sings Holy Diver and all this. <laughs> he's all about yeah. 
just yeah, just like uh, but just like Ozzy, he was into early. He was early on like this emergence of metal music and dark satanic culture, which is again that link to Halloween. Uh, yeah, man. I I you have to. Rem- I think you've mentioned this guy like four times on the pod. Now you have to remember every single time. But yeah, Holy Diver. If that's I just remember that from South Park. But you're right. That guy's definitely got like the the red and black theme. And yeah, oh, he wears a he wears a cape sometimes. Like he's right. right. Uh, again, the devil horns, the the rock and roll, the, the symbol that everyone puts up in their hand. That's Ronnie James Dio. Who again, New Hampshire native. Fun fact there for you. Sweet. All right. Are you continuing on this timeline or should, uh, do you still I have- can absolutely continue on this timeline because it, it, at, when the 90s hit in this new wave stuff with Marilyn Manson, uh, Rob Zombie, we had Corn. All right. So, so with Corn and Limp Biscuit, these guys were doing all their videos were spooky and the, the, but the subject matter was really dark. Yeah. And they're all of their music and really evoked a really kind of a, a, a mixed up feeling within a lot of kids. Um, and that even so, and also Limp Bizkit, you know, their guitar player was always in white face or the white makeup. Yeah, and stuff West like that. Uh, West Borland was his name. West yeah. Borland. Yep. <clears throat> and that also leads into you know acts like Slipknot and Insane Clown Posse. Oh man, who, who not only are now merging rap into it, but it's they you don't know their faces. They are essentially just always in a mask and always covered up. Yeah. Um, I had so uh, it's really, I had Nine Inch Nails and Cypress Hill in that same in that same breath. There yeah, was, it's definitely. I mean, it's provocative for provocative sake in a lot of in a lot of ways. But again, it's this. I I think I, I love my. It's like Sabbath meets David Bowie in so many ways. Hmm. Like um, bands like. Do you remember? Do you know who the band Guar is? I uh, know. So, I don't know. You'd probably recognize them. They're another band who just comes out on stage completely done up and stuff. And you know, their whole their whole shtick is just like fake blood spewing everywhere and stuff like that. But it's party music, you know. Yeah. What I mean, it's like fun '80s hair metal type stuff. Yeah. Um. So I I think you know this. Uh, so to continue on, sorry, because I I, I love this line that I'm going on. Uh, after the new wave, uh, uh, new metal stuff is Slipknot and. Limp Bizkit and ICP, there was this, you know, emo and yes. uh, punk movement. So there's, um, there's, you know, which is totally rooted in this late 80s new age stuff with like The Cure and The Smiths, but also totally influenced by um, uh, stylistically. So, um, so bands I'm thinking of are like The Used, are uh, Him, uh AFI, My Chemical Romance. AFI, My Chemical Romance. Yeah, those type of guys who would, they'd get up there. There's kind of something eerie about them. They're all wearing, they're all, they're all wearing eyeshadow for some reason. Yes. They, they've yes. all got like the wet hair, like you'd see in like like the Undertaker or you know, it's, uh, it's, it's would wear in WWE. Like they've all got like, that got like that that vibe to them. It's it's guys it's, who grew up listening to the the Smiths in the '80s, the Smiths, the Misfits. And um, the uh, and, and they they mixed it all up into this new stuff, but the oh, they also were watching stuff like Edward Scissor's hands. Yeah, yeah, that's what they all look like. Like exactly. Yeah. And you know what? The funny, you know, you always say that Johnny Depp's always in white face and always. You he know, is. He is. So uh, funny. Fun fact: Him and Marilyn Manson are boys. 
And oftentimes Johnny Depp has been gotten up on stage with him and plays guitar and stuff like that. So Johnny Depp is also like a like this hol- as like a Halloween figure a little bit also. They they're both like, keeping the Maybelline stock hot high on the <laughs> The amount anyways, of the amount of white foundation the two of those have cooked through over the last twenty years is ungodly. So this this there's this emo. So talk about makeup. Makeup's a part of it. You know, linking it back to Halloween, the dark eyeshadow, but also the the aggressive metal music, um, which leads to today. Um, in today's culture, I think there's this 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 quick jump where. We have uh, cosplay culture, which is widespread, and that's infiltrated like EDM music. And um, uh, there's 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 bands like um, a band called Ghost BC, who is just a straight up like uh, always in makeup. They're always in masks. You don't know who they are and stuff like that. But it's more dedicated. Mm. So I'm, I'm I'm saying these these there's there's niche cultures. W- that, w- that wasn't the smoothest sideways, but there's so many niche cultures within music nowadays that it's not one specific line. Yeah. It's all there's been is that because there's an explosion of music and different types, there's all this theatrical theatricality littered throughout all of it. Yeah, I definitely feel out of touch with like modern day. I mean, I, with music, I just, you know me, I, look, I listen to a lot of the electric stuff. And, and you're right, a lot of those guys will bring an element of like costume. I mean, Dead Mouse doesn't try to scare you, but he's definitely dressed up in his, in his, uh, you know, and he's got like weird sounds that accompany a lot of his stuff. Like I think he uses in, um, oh, well, one of his songs is called Ghosts and Stuff. Spielberg um, alien movie uh, Close Encounters of the Close Third Kind he uses that as like so he, there is there is an element of, of that Halloween or spook tactic that, that he uses um, but also I think it's the people showing up to the shows I remember when you and I went and saw Dead Mouse when we were I was still in college and like there was like people all throughout the crowd dressed up mm-hmm. and yeah. it wasn't Halloween right. like we were we went and then you and I went to Cascade we were wearing like, uh, you know, what are the, those pants called? The oh, uh, uh, yeah, capris, clam diggers, capris, capris. Yeah, we're wearing like capris, like uh, also snowboard goggles and like cut off tie dye. Like there's an out for some reason this again this this theatrical nature and music are now completely solidified and this the 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 costumes and the way that people express not only you know, themselves within the music is, is now, um, is becoming something. Yeah. No, well, I think, I think the whole thing, and we talked about this last year, but the whole thing about like what's fun for people with Halloween and cosplay is that they can go and be someone else for the day. And like, they get a new found sense of, you know, confidence and it's also fun. It's also funny to do it. And somehow over the years that is, that's been tied into going to concerts too. Like, 
if you're going to a country concert, you're dressing up like a cowboy, right? If you're going to like it's connecting with people who like the same thing, right? But you wouldn't necessarily dress up with a you know. Whatever you wouldn't dress up that like that in every day. You wouldn't dress up like a cowboy. If you go to like an EDM concert, you wouldn't wear capris every. Well, you might, but the rest of us might not wear capris every <laughs> no, single day. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, but, right, you're right. But yeah, it's it's the costume that's kind of it, maybe if it's not scary, it's definitely infiltrated into music in that sense. Yeah, I mean, so it's the it's living life theatrically and it's taken into a new cuz so you asked like with Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie was this like the come out around Halloween it's like no it's like this was like kind of like one of the you know on, on the on the main stage on the on a grand scale like the first window into you know this as a widespread culture yeah um and and I, and I think again there's there's lots of you can compare movies that are along right next to it. We, you know, we said Edward Scissor's hand, we've said, uh, you know, Ghostbusters. For me, uh, another big one that I would be remiss, remorse if I didn't uh, bring up is Beetlejuice. So there's a there's a song, Shake, 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 Sonora, that is like, for me, is like a spooky song, even though it's not like written as a spooky song, but because it was in Beetlejuice. So any, anyways, I had to get, make sure I got that out there, but. There, there's so much association between music and movies, um, but the way that, that that Halloween culture really solidified itself within music, I think, was, um, you know, yeah, not yeah. It's, was, it's uh, I think it's something its own thing. You I know? think like that's with anything I, that's like pop or, or mainstream, it's just something comes up and and they see an affinity for it. They see the public's affinity for it, so they want to tie it into the, their own to either make it popular or to express whatever, I don't know, whatever they're they're going for. There's some people who it's obvious, like with Corn and Limp Biscuit, I didn't get the sense that these guys were at home, you know, making blood sacrifices. They just kind of incorporated that because they knew they, they'd grab onto a certain demographic. Like, I don't know, Corn corn more so than Limp Biscuit because, I don't know, they were, they were doing like the spooky episodes, uh, like the Scooby-Doo episode in... Um, South Park member there in like the funky bus yeah, but or whatever. I think, they, I think they had some pretty messed up personal lives themselves, which I think is where the music comes from. Yeah, I get. I never saw them as like antichrist though, and I think they well, were trying you, to go for watch them. Watch them, no, but if you watch some interviews, so all these guys were all hanging out together, like the Family Values tour and stuff, which you and I, you know, know all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all hanging out together, and if you hear some interviews about the shit, that, the debauchery they were all getting into at the same time being young and really, you know, heavy into drugs, uh, in this, uh, with a lot of violence and, uh, and stuff around, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happened next to it. Sure. I just don't know if I line it up with Halloween or like devil worshiping, you know what I mean? Right. All right. Hey, let let, let me play a game. We always do this game. I, I have fun. Let me, let me give you a few songs and you tell me if it's, if it's Halloween, if a Halloween song or if it's not a Halloween song. So I, and really, the only way I came across these songs was because I was trying to figure out what my fifth song would be. Um, so you've already told me that Phantom of the Opera might not be a Halloween song. So I'm, I'm guessing your answer to a bunch of these are going to be no, but let's run through them. Um, how about Werewol- Warren Zevin, Werewolves of London? Uh, yes, just because of historical relevance. Okay. Um, I had Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. I think you yep. think that yes. Um, the Eagles, Witchy Woman. Uh, um, 
no. I'm going to say yes on that. If you listen to the guitar riff, I think they are kind of going for like a Halloween theme on that. Take it, take it, take it down. I don't know. So, uh, how about Talking Heads, Psycho Killer? No, I thought about that as well. So, but just because I, I, I'm glad you brought that up, because just because a song says a spooky term like the cranberries, zombie, like no, it's I didn't, not. Yeah, I didn't have that one on my list. I saw that. No, but and, yeah. Just because it has, you know, a, a spooky, uh, you know, title or something like that or reference to something that doesn't make it a Halloween song. But if you were to go through, which I did on Spotify, a bunch of Halloween playlists, you know, of course, that's peppered in there just because of the, you know, the name of the song, you know. Okay. How about then? I don't I guess I don't know what your answers to this one. How about Rob Zombie Dragula? Yeah, well, I'm all about, see, my, my stuff around Halloween time is, is music, like, I love 90s, uh, yes, is my answer, brother. Okay. Uh, my, I love uh, 90s um, shock rock, and, and, and especially this, like, horror genre in rock. I, I thought it was so entertaining. Um, but also, but more so even than that, there's a... Rob Zombie did a movie called House of a Thousand Corpses, which is another, there's a song that goes along with that too. That's like, for me, just like, like I just like almost furrow my brow when I hear it. Like, that's dark. Um, same question, same, same uh, artist, Living Dead Girl. Um, yes, but only because it's just so spooky and especially the video is super spooky like rob zombie pretty much you could say most anything rob zombie and i'd say yes because as a filmmaker too he everything he does is so like catered to um horror genre so. okay last couple here don't feel uh blue oyster cult don't fear the reaper no okay um and then i have zombie on here but yeah i think you said no um, and then let me see. Oh, the ghost of Tom Jones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's, um, Bob Dylan and then rage against the machine. Right. Yep. Uh, well, uh, the rage, the rage. Oh yeah. It's originally Bob Dylan, but then the rage song I thought was the way that the rage puts it out. I think it's closer to a Halloween song just because they're using like, like Tom Morello. And I'll get into this with like spooky sounds, but Tom Morello is using like, He's, I think he's trying to make an, an off-putting sound with his guitar in that one. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Rage does that. You know who else does that extremely well? Who I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, too. It, Radiohead. Mm -hmm. uh, Radiohead has some really eerie, eerie songs that don't have any videos that I'm aware of that accompany them. And, but they're just nature of the way, the way that they use strings and uh, uh, sound. But also... Um, they use compressors, so there's a lot of like. Anyways, I, 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 we won't get into that. No, fully, we can. We can. I only have one more here, and that's Santana, Black Magic Woman. Um. Uh, no, but I like where your head's at. Okay. 
All right, no, but, but before we move on, I have I have two for you. I think because I you answered one, you had one of mine. But how about um, Enter Sandman, Metallica? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't bring Metallica up on that in that timeline of yours because they definitely have like that hard, dark theme. I'm gonna say yeah. no. I'm gonna say no. But I I got scared from that song for another reason because usually Mariano Rivera would be coming into the game to shut the Red Sox down. <laughs> uh, that's a really yeah. That's, so that, that's scary. That's shit. what I associate it with. It's fear, but not at a Halloween level. Yeah. No. But I mean, the the when there's a little girl now, I lay me down to sleep. Like she does, like the little yeah. girls uh, or like the little uh, children's tune or whatever. Amongst like this heavy, heavy metal, hush, little baby. Right. It's definitely meant to be dark, but I don't know if it's Halloween. I think it's more in that classifying of like the 90s, late 80s, 90s, like dark theme, not necessarily Halloween. But okay, what what was your other one? And then uh, my last, my only other one is how about Will Smith, Men in Black? Ah. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I'm gonna say yes to that one. I don't. I don't know why, but I, I'm leaning towards yes. It's, it's the same as like the thriller. It's like all right. So mainly, like, it's a funky, funky song. Like because it and, has to do with like aliens and a lot of people dressed up as the Men in Black. Like, yeah, I think I do. I think I do associate that with with Halloween, and I can't put my finger on why. I can't exactly explain why. Well, it was also it, it, like the video, which it doesn't hold up like Thriller does, but had uh, Will Smith dancing with the with like a couple of the CGI aliens, and they did the just slide with the just slide. Yeah, yeah. And they had they had some similar like you know in Thriller actually when they slide and they do the, sh- the shoulder shake like that's actually a very similar dance. To that when, that must be what it is. The music video obviously. Oh, that, that actually reminds me of another music video that I have written down here. Um, Backstreet Boys, everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We brought this up last year, so and it's absolutely a Halloween music video. Okay, but is it a Halloween? I don't necessarily think about Halloween though when I'm listening to it. Or right, yeah. You'd have to watch the music video. Is clearly a Halloween music video. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. But it's just not a spooky song, so it's kind of weird no. that they chose that one to do like a spooky theme to it. It's just weird. Well, I think that was just along the lines of, you know, we didn't bring up MTV really at all and its influence on, again, merging music and, and that's what, I don't think the Backstreet Boys would be doing, like, I don't think we'd be having this conversation if the Backstreet Boys were the new kids on the block, um, in ter- in terms of the, the time frame, um, because there's these, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was millions of dollars put into music videos Mm -hmm. and this music video everybody backstreets back it so much makeup so much like they rent out this huge mansion dance floor choreography background dancers all this different stuff yeah and uh and i think that's something that didn't exist before that and really doesn't exist now like people don't put that much money. No, they into- do. No, there's still Crystal. So Crystal subscribed to Title and YouTube Premium so that we could watch every single Rihanna and Beyonce music video that come out, and that the production value on these are still ridiculously high. Like you think they put millions? Oh, absolutely. So yeah. abs- absolutely into into every yeah, and and I don't understand because they probably if they got a dollar back for every person who watched it, I still don't think that they'd make their well maybe Beyonce and Rihanna would, but. 
they, there's still a ton of money being put into music videos, but they're really other than YouTube and, and uh, what is it, Vino or whatever it was. There's there's really no mainstream way of, of just watching them all the way through. So I'm not sure why they are. I guess it's a marketing tool and I'm sure it, they wouldn't do it unless it paid off. Uh, but yeah, I, I was shocked at, you know. Well, it's like at that point, it's like they're just they're adding to their brand. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're so distributed through other stuff. Like they are just a video just solidifies their brand even further. makes them bring their, uh, re-solidifies their, their relevance. Um, so, but, but I, I, I think in the nineties, the remember they had on MTV, going back to MTV, they had like making the video, like everything, the music video, uh, I think in the late nineties, early two thousands was, was, it was a, was a really big deal mm -hmm. um and you know we we were all watching the same stuff so that's i think why to answer your question why the backstreet yeah. boys would do a halloween a halloween themed video without a halloween themed song yeah I, yeah if you heard that mute song on the radio today you'd never associate it with it but because probably the first time i heard the song the, the music video went along with it that's that might be why i did okay um, so i think i think an, an important Part. So when when you're like oh Halloween music, so an important aspect of Halloween music, which I think you're about to get into, yes, is the 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 sounds used in like the the feelings evoked. So when Phil and I we also disagreed on our fifth pick because Phil brought up the Halloween the the theme to the movie Halloween, which in my opinion is more of a jingle rather than a song. So that's where Phil and I set a line, I think, before the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I think if this if it was going to be in the Oscars, it would be more of like, it would be in a different, it wouldn't be the best track or wouldn't be the best music, like for a soundtrack. It would be like background music, you know what I mean? Like it would be it's more like... It's not necessarily like, a score. It's not necessarily it's a score, score, right, right. It would be like well, a score song. But it's, it's something a little bit different than that. That's why I say jingle, because it's a very specific, like The Exorcist also has like a very specific you know uh section of music mm -hmm. that is associated with it it's not necessarily a full song like that it's just a section which is why i think i like the word jingle to describe what so so something like uh an, another one the stranger things theme song yeah um is is in that in same the, realm yep so now because Stranger Things come is has been, except for this year, coming out on Halloween and stuff and it's spooky material, mm -hmm. like it's just that like I think the little jingles and little musical ideas sometimes can be more effective than like a whole song. And I think that's why there's probably even more uh little jingles than there are Halloween. Songs. A j see a jingle I see see goes along with like a... A jingle goes along with like a commercial or something. Like an like advertisement. That. Yeah, right. I would say that it's part of the score. I, and like it's, a, I don't know. It, the fact that yeah, neither of one of those have words too, neither of like the, that that probably goes into it. So it's like a mixture of both. Um, but definitely, a yeah, you wouldn't hear them play those songs on the radio necessarily because they're not songs. They're, it's theme music, it's score. I, I, I don't know how to classify it, but. You're probably right. It's it, it doesn't belong on best like songs, Halloween songs. Um, no, though no, it's like definitely associated with Halloween probably more than than, you know, I don't know, ghosts. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know how to classify it. It's a weird kind of musical experience. Well, because because it's a small snippet of music, it's it's really a musical idea. And what the idea really evokes and just like 
that repetitious idea really can make your mind ruminate and lurk yeah. like it just over the same the same thought yeah so because it's more simple and it's small and it's repetitious it's making your brain go over the same idea over and over again mm. so i have four different instruments that i've <laughs> in in preparation of this i was listening to like two hours of just like random spooky music and not, none of it really awesome. had any words um, and I found just by listening to this, and your ear is probably better than mine, but there's four instruments that kept coming up as I'm listening to these scary songs. One of them obviously is the organ. So something that's played in Transylvania in the, like a spooky church in a haunted mansion, the organ's just synonymous with, you know, and it's the church organ. It's not like the doors organ. It's the one that, you know, that's got the two layers. It's got the big pipes. That one's no, on hear, there. You hear the wind going through the pipes of the, the organ. Right. You know? Right. The yeah. other one that I have is is the violin. So this is most classically known in, in Psycho, just before someone gets stabbed in Psycho. The ree, ree, ree. Like they, 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 mention, they alter the violin or they play it at its highest notes. And you know what I've been noticing too in a lot of our A24 movies, like the weird A24, they'll like elongate like a... Like a, a violin chord, like cello. A, it's a cello bass chord, right? Yeah. So, sure. So, so this is a there will there will be blood as well. Sure. Like yes. Johnny, Johnny Greenwood, Radiohead, is bringing it back. It, it no, it's you're right. It's a cello or it's a it's a stand up bass used a bow on the low level, and then they just slowly string it. Right. And, and because of it, it's that bow, the bow horsehair going against the rough strings it literally is a tactile sound that you're listening to that's like gritty right like, it's, it's it almost has the effect of nails on a chalkboard it just makes you feel yes. uneasy um, the yes. other two the other two that I have and they're not as prevalent but they're in they're in these is the piano but much like you said with the with the violin it's only played at its very lowest sounds and it's very highest sounds to make you feel it's a little off-putting. The last, mm. the last instrument, we can get back into the piano because there's examples of that. I mean, the Halloween theme is all piano. It's basically, you know, a bass, bass guitar. The last one is the guitar, but you'd have to have some sort of effect on it. Like we were saying with the Tom Morello Rage Against the Machine, like there's ways that you can drag your finger down like a, the, the bass string or whatever. And it just sounds like uh, it just put, it raises the hair on your neck. Um, and then, you know, who else plays a lot of like that? weird um synthy guitar or whatever and i was listening to them recently too is bush bush would always do that too bush played a lot of like weird guitar sounds that i don't know i they made it sound better but i just noticed a lot of themes between them and rage but you would no, probably know a little bit more about how to make a guitar sound scary so i mean what what goes into that no i i think you instead of guitar i think it's you said it's synthesizers like so like the Stranger Things intro or like even in like Terminator, which isn't uh, you know, a Halloween movie, but it, there's a lot of synthesizers and especially 80s synths. So like er early 80s Moogs and stuff like that, they have a very specific sound, but it's also like, so what is that? Um, no, so, so you know the Tom Morello thing, when Tom Morello does like the- Tom Morello is using all these different effects pedals. Um, that's what I was looking for effects there's different guitar only sounds scary when there's like one or two effects that are sure. going on. so what he he doesn't use digital effects he uses so so what Tom is known for is getting using echo and reverb 
in really creative ways to create more like sound sounds soundscapes i mean rather than yeah there's music going on underneath it but on top of it like in maria or uh yes uh, uh, like there's like that echo across yes, the top. That's like exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, or, uh, uh, yeah, Maria or even Go, ghost of Tom Jones. I mean, yeah, ghost of Tom Jones. Right. But, but what it is, is echo and reverb and layering. And he, I mean, I, I don't think of Tom Morello as like a spooky, again, I go back to Radiohead with, if I'm thinking about spooky stuff. But I think, again, what you were getting at, I think the synthesizer is really the key to the spookiest okay. sounds um, in the strings. So you hit it uh, off the bat. You hit strings, which is cello and violin, um, but also, uh, yeah, uh, 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 piano, great call. I wouldn't have even, I don't think I would have put that in my immediate thought <clears throat> process of it. Around. And then the, I think the synthesizer is really the, the second most important. And of course, you know, you know using drums and, and, and timpani and, and, and subtle progressions of, of building suspense, of course, is a part of it. Um, but I think what you're trying to hit at is like the things that make you feel eerie, that nail on the chalkboard feeling that you get from a string, a bow on a string or a, uh, yeah. or like, or just uh, multiple high frequency sounds combating each other, like in, uh, Tom Morello's a lot of Tom Morello's stuff. Um, so I, I well, what does that all relate to? I guess it's just like a, it's a it's also a visceral feeling. It's yeah. how you feel. So it's it's you know it's what it again it's and then what comes the imagery that comes with it I guess is is the associated what's associated with those feelings. So um, again I wouldn't never thought of rage, but now that you say it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No. I just when you know when he's doing the uh, which call just dragging his slide or whatever down down the neck he of the guitar. It, I mean, he just, does it in audio slave too. He'll take his yeah, pick and yes. just literally it, every coil. The the uh, uh, guitar string is coils is a wrapped coil, mm -hmm. and he every little uh, little nick he'll get with his pick, and because his amp is turned way up, he gets all this like very intricate sound, which is also all usually harsh and and distorted as well. So, I mean, that's that's another thing to link to, you know, kind of uh, a, 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 not spookier sound, but a, a harsher sound, I guess. I yeah. Know. All right. What else you got, homie? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much through my list as far as it comes to spookiness, but I, like, and especially music, I'm sure you could probably go on all day about this, but did you have any other categories that you wanted to bring up as far no, as... I mean, no, I thought, I mean, I thought, I think you bring up a really important part with the with the the small themes like this what i was saying is jingles or like the small musical ideas i think are the most effective um which you know bringing it back to marilyn manson antichrist superstar is literally just like it's like four measures of music that's like like that's all it is but it's an idea that is reverberant and just like it definitely triggers something within you yeah and like i said there is even bring it back to Sabbath. Like there was a there there's a chord progression that was banned in the medieval times yeah, because saying, they thought yeah. it it brought on like bad spirits and something. So clearly there's something much deeper than even our culture's music. 
Um, or like there's, there's clearly the way that tones line up together, make you feel something mm-hmm. like, and, yeah. and I think, you know, these Halloween bands are just an expression of this, uh, darker side that clearly is, hadn't been explored for a little while or maybe a little while in time. But, uh, I know this is a music podcast, but is there any like spooky movies that you're looking forward to watching, uh, this year? I mean, I know we've gone over our favorites on past, past podcasts, but have you, have you seen the new Halloween at all? I haven't. Uh, I know Jamie Lee Curtis is back in it. Yep. And like, uh, no, I haven't. That doesn't really interest me to tell you the truth. All these, like, I, I don't really have a Halloween character that I stick with. You know, some people have Jason, some people have Freddy. Well, we used to uh, have to wait every 20 years to get another Michael Myers. And now we have to wait another 20 months, basically. Like, it's, it, they seem to be cranking them out, but... I'll always, I'll always watch those. So I've, I've seen that one already. And then anything in the Conjuring series, like the Annabelle Conjuring series, I'll always watch. Those are hit or miss, but I, I'll usually sit down for them. For me, I'm, I'm not. I haven't. Halloween's a nostalgic time for me, big time. So I've been watching like Disney uh, Plus has a bunch of these old made-for-Disney movies that I watched as a kid. Yeah. At, like and Ghost Rider and, and all these like. Oh, you know what sucks is they. So I came across "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" Yeah. On and I was so excited to watch it, and I clicked it, and it's from like 2020, and it's like you know, oh, I wish I really wanted, yeah, I want to get those old stories because those were so like I love those old. Yeah, uh, I love a, I love low quality stuff. Yeah, like it's the internet. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Promise someone a favor just for the VHS or whatever. Like you, I'm sure that's out there. So keep looking. Now that requires effort. I just want click and be there (laughs) but no i I can't say i'm i'm there's anything straight up spooky um an a24 film that i i'm looking to watch uh that i haven't is hereditary oh Uh, you haven't seen that yet definitely oh my god man that's that's it's it's a top five scary movie for me of all time oh wow so that's apparently what i'll be watching okay well buckle up (laughs) buckle up for that one it's good it's really really good all right. Well, anything, any songs that we miss, everyone just let us know on social media. Uh, and if there, if you disagree with our fifth, let us know too. Always love to hear nostalgic uh, stories and any type of music association stuff, whether it's Halloween or or elsewise. Hit us up on uh, Jerks in the Fourth Row on on Instagram. Yeah, tell us what your tell us what your fifth would be because I feel like our top four are like pretty agreeable. But what's number five? So like. You know those those three those first three absolutely. But give us your number five. All right. that was really tough for me not to be able to fill that in. I'm sure our head of media, social media, will will be out there asking for those questions. Dog, as always, it's a pleasure. Love these Halloween episodes. Stay safe and happy Halloween, man. Peace. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Come on.